The optimized mind is supported by all the amazing folks who love and appreciate me and give me the encouragement to keep sharing my revolutionary technology in the face of a batshit crazy, sex-negative, shame-based, religiously delusional world. So, thank you. Do we have the right to be angry anymore? Do we have the right to be angry at all? Did we ever? It's the optimized mind, the podcast about how to be more human that helps you simplify your spiritual life, optimize your financial life, and generally unfuck your mind so you can reclaim the power and pleasure of living your life right now. In the last episode, you heard about the symbolic brain and how I arrived at killing God. In this episode, I'm going to tell you why I reserve the right to be angry and why anger is so important to the very core identity of who we are and why people are so interested and committed to your not expressing that anger. So, let's get started. The decisions you make today are the seeds of your tomorrow. Life is filled with spiritual bait that is trying to take you in an infinite number of directions, all of which will lead you to the same place, which is nowhere. We're looking for authenticity and we're looking for presence, meaning, and direction. But the paradox of all of those things is there's no way to get there from where you are. The problem in life is what you believe that's incorrect. So many things in life that cause us shame and guilt are because we're asking the wrong question. Because if you're dealing with reality, all of the things you've been struggling with, maybe around sex, body, self-esteem, depression, all of those things begin to drop away when you see life clearly. You see, there are only five games that human beings play regarding sex, money, and spirituality. Those are the same five games we play over and over again. The question is, what are you upgrading your life with? Are you upgrading your life with more BS, more belief systems, or are you upgrading your life with reality. The future you will never be unless you change right now. Fucking one, fucker, get up and fucking knock your head off. You almost fucking killed me and 
So I've been thinking a lot about anger lately, mainly because we live right now in a world <laughs> where we've we've bought we've all bought into this crazy idea that anger is bad. Now, depending on where you are with this idea, um, it has a lot to do with what, how you are, in essence, about your anger. Now, what made me think about this, of course, is just a bunch of, a bunch of situations that have come my way lately. And of course, if you've been to any of my classes, you'll know there are times when I just go off. <laughs> in fact, in fact, there are a couple podcasts coming down the road. So I've, I've, I figured I better preface where I'm coming from so you understand why I reserve the right to be angry. And I do. And why you should, too. And this is what we will be exploring today. But in order to understand anger, you also have to understand how anger became so heavily moralized in the culture we're living in right now. So let's start with the morality of anger. Let's just start with that idea of anger as a bad thing. Many of these ideas come from the idea that thoughts are to be controlled and that if you control your thoughts, then good things will happen. And of course, when we get emotional, when we get angry, it seems like, in, according to our mythology of life, that we have slipped off into some kind of misbehavior. And so anger ends up being this, this manipulation point that a good cult leader can use, that a good religion can use to keep you in line, and in fact, that is how it is in life. It's just like lots of people feeling that they can control us through controlling our anger. And of course, that we can be controlled by somebody being angry at us. Now, anger, it has a, it definitely has a, its purpose. Anger is a very, very, very important emotion but there's also there's like good and bad that comes from anger and when I say good and bad I mean it in a moral not in a moralistic sense but as a like there's upsides and downsides so there's kind of the anger of righteous indignation now it's hard 
to speak about these things without using some quasi-religious metaphors. So religion sits on this idea of righteous indignation, you know, that I can stand in the face of whatever and I'm protected because, you know, I have the righteousness of God on my side. That's that's not really what I'm speaking of. I'm, If anything, I'm just saying that indignation that comes from, number one, being misunderstood and from number two, from somebody trying to push their beliefs upon me. So for me, I want to explain a little bit about the journey of anger and how I came to reserve my right to be angry and why this is important to you. Because anger has everything to do with sex, with power, with money, with optimizing your life. And if you're running away from anger, you're running away from all kinds of things. Especially if you're running away from your own anger. So the first place to begin is to be curious about what is anger and how my anger actually fueled my spiritual path, my quest. In fact, the the reason I can sit here and speak to you today is because I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) And I'm... And I am fed up with the religious nonsense that tells me that I shouldn't or I'm not supposed to be angry. So let me first tell you something. I was speaking with a friend of mine, Nate, who is a really beautiful human, very sweet human. He helps out one of my teaching partners, Monique. And uh, it works, works diligently behind the scenes. And as I was leaving our last workshop that we were teaching together in San Diego, Nate came up to me and he was like, oh, you know, I finally understand you. Like you told a story and in the telling of that story, I really understand why you get so angry with people (laughs) and, you know, specifically with people who are trying to shove their bullshit down my throat, which is pretty much everybody. But, I don't spend a lot of time in that kind of anger. There are very specific people who my rage pushes back against. But let me explain how I got there. So first off, as some of you may or may not know, I am a survivor of multiple instances of child abuse, child neglect, and child molestation. I believe in this day and age, had my parents done to me or not done to me uh, as a child, had they had that happened in this day and age, both one or both of them would have ended up in prison. But because you know, I grew up in a very strange time, a time that I call for me, it's kind of a, an in-between time. It's not this and it's not that. It was kind of a 
kind of a time of falling through the cracks. It was some technology, but pre-technology. It was coming off the heels of the whole idea that love would save the world. It was coming off the heels of super conservatism and then this, you know, blowout into sex, drugs, and rock and roll and everything that came with that. Some very bizarre ideas about how to raise children, um, how not to touch children. You know, my mother was, in fact, my grandmother told, insisted that my mother not breastfeed me and that they, she get me on formula as soon as possible. And so, you know, we're at a time of these like really strange theories, this, this sense of mm, mechanistic reality. Um, I, I think there was some hope that science had all the answers and there was this very impersonal kind of this idea that humans were essentially rational and that was and and moral creatures and given that we have grown up in a in a in a religious and thousands of years of religious rule we are all deeply brainwashed by religion even if you haven't grown up in religion because religion is the underpinnings of all society all social order is based on the bible and biblical law informs the whole cultural idea of good and evil, what's right, what's wrong, morality, you know, and this, this core idea that all society pivots on, which is the idea of punishment and reward, which has to do with an essential kind of wiring in the human system, which is to move towards or to move away. We we tend to move towards pleasure and away from pain, but there are some people that move towards pain and away from pleasure. So it's not really black and white, but yet because the Bible essentially said people are black and white and there were these you know, Ten Commandments and there was this idea of how it was supposed to be, then it made sense that anger would be essentially overruled and outlawed because that would simply be irrational behavior. And we were moving into a rational, detached, rather scientific approach. We had ideas based on biblical information, not always rational. We have the idea that, for example, babies shouldn't be touched, that you should just let them cry, let them work stuff out. And so as I was coming up on the heels of these very mechanistic laws and very impersonal laws and this idea that touch was an immoral thing, um, I was neglected a lot. And then the kinds of touch I was getting had to do with the touch from, well, the beginning, the initial touch from a man who everybody looked around and thought was just the sweetest guy ever. And so very early on, at four and a half years old, I began to realize 
that, you know, people are complicated and stupid and easy to manipulate and make shit up all the time. Now, I didn't understand the full impact of this until, you know, 30 years later, but as I was coming up and navigating my way through life from four and a half from four to basically five and a half, almost six years old, I was being abused regularly and ritualistically by a man named Joe, who everybody thought was just the sweetest guy ever. And, you know, if you looked at this guy, you would just say, oh, he's got the sweetest personality. And, you know, I mean, basically everybody's thought was this guy, Joe, wouldn't hurt a fly. But little did they know, behind closed doors, when my mother, who was a model, would be traveling, Joe would be abusing, torturing, molesting, violating me. And so here's a little child, and instead of the adults in my life looking at behavior changes in me and saying, oh, gee, you know, instead they made up a lot of fucking bullshit. You want to know why I'm angry? Let's start there. The lack of adult protection. The insane stories that my mother and my father told themselves at my expense while I was being actively molested and abused for a year and a half of my life. Now, if you do the math on that, 20% of my, 25 to 20% of my young life was being spent in the presence of and under the thumb of and abused by a guy who was flying under the radar. Just the sweetest guy. Everybody's like, oh, Joe wouldn't hurt a fly. I can't tell you how many times I heard that over and over again. And even as I sit here right now, just speaking about this, the sheer rage I have for the injustice and the lack of protection is just... It's intense. And so there was, you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a, an optimistic person. I had to learn how to survive my childhood, which was pretty fucked up. Um, I had to use anger as a motivation. I had to use revenge. Because being a little person, you can't take on the abuser face-to-face, when I did try to tell adults about what was happening, my mother just made shit up. She was just like, oh, you know, you just feel, you know, you're just jealous of my attention. You know, pretty narcissistic perspective, honestly. But it is what it is. And my dad just had his fucking head up his ass with his rules and laws punishing God concepts and somehow he was punishing my mom by not giving her child support and putting me in these just awful positions that you know and and then 
And then the lack of capacity for these individuals to own up to the bullshit that they put me through is just stunning. It's just stunning. It's, it's at a level that I, I can't even explain. And, uh, you know, I, I understand, I mean, just as a, as a person who has done tons of therapy, but also who has been in the position of counselor and coaching for, you know, decades now, um, I, I recognize these patterns of denial and, you know, just forgetting. I mean, even just forgetting. Like, it's, it's so horrifying. One just buries it into the sea of just, you know, that didn't happen. But, of course, when somebody tells you that 25% of your life didn't happen because A, they weren't there, B, they had no emotional reference point, and C, they can't handle the guilt and the shame that that shit happened under their watch, that creates this intense, powerful rage. And this rage has lived, you know, lived and continues to live inside of me for, wow, a long time now. So, the injustice of being around adults who make shit up so they feel good at my expense, uh, that just doesn't work for me. And over the years, I've come to this place of indignation and just, like, I don't have to tolerate that kind of bullshit anymore. And that's what's beautiful about, A, getting older and becoming an adult. You can actually start to choose who you're going to spend your time with and what kind of bullshit you're going to put up with. And that is, that, that, that is just scratching the surface of why I reserve the right to be angry. But I will tell you that as I have come up, there was a point also where I was looking for answers and, you know, I would look for, to spiritual teachers. And I remember being like, you know, my goodness, like 14 years old, 12 years old, and, you know, just meditating and praying and, you know, hoping that I could meet master teachers. I mean, I remember being so devastated. Um, I was about 17 years old. And I remember being so devastated that God and Jesus weren't coming to talk to me, that no master teachers weren't coming to talk to me, to help me, to guide me. And I would be meditating. I'd be doing all the exercises that I was told to do. And I, and I kept that up. I mean, I did Est back in the day, uh, the original training, the screaming training that Werner Earhart used to give, the, you know, cut you to pieces, brainwashing fucking nonsense that still goes on to this day. It's unbelievable. People still tolerate that shit, but they do and uh, love it. You know, I guess they make them feel like they're doing something good for them. But, uh, but hey, not so good for me. And it was rage that pulled me out of Est and the trap that Est is. It was rage that pulled me out of abusive relationships, rage that 
pulled me out of my marriage, rage that pulled me out of really terrible situations. And one of the things that happened back in the 1990s, the indignation just really hit a level. And, and I'm, I'm not going to go into all of the things that happened, but one of the things that happened is my, one of my spirit, my, my kind of number one spiritual teacher basically told me that I should break up with my girlfriend and uh, he was just like, you know, you're, you're studying with me and these are high frequency teachings and your girlfriend is so low level, you need to break up with her. Which I did because he told me to. And uh, being the obedient, rage-averse, confrontational-averse human that I was growing up in a you know, basically around an abuser, a child fucking molester who basically said, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you. Um, so with that kind of terror and rage, you know, rage, but terror, terror to move, terror to take action, um, I, you know, I would just do things that these guys said, these spiritual teachers. And unfortunately, there's a lot of these abusive, and this is a spiritual technical turn, uh, word that these uh, fuckheads would lay on me. And I found myself, in essence, saying, hey, look, uh, you know, I'll do what you say, but not really confronting them directly. And there are many people who just got surprisingly cut out of my life with not a lot of explanation because I never really learned how to use anger in a, in a way that I've seen some of my other friends use it, sort of a, a way as a, you know, a tool of conversation. Um, and, and though as an adult I, I use that more now, I can express anger in more of a communicative way. These were more epic, like, I've had enough kind of explosions, these big, big endings. And uh, the ending of my spiritual path came when my spiritual teacher, my last spiritual teacher, who I met at a very, inf very influential time in my life, I studied with him for about eight years. I did get some incredible tools, but the bullshit that I had to go through to get those tools was hardly worth it. And the end came when I went to pick him up. I drove, I don't know, eight hours to go pick this fool up and drive him to Las, no, to Reno, Nevada, after a workshop that he led. And basically, he got in my car and he said, uh, I have a confession to make. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I have, a con I have a confession to make. And I'm like, okay, but that's like so weird because see, at that time I still was lost in the metaphor. I, th I thought that I was confused with metaphor and reality. And so I still thought this guy was God, like a human expression of God because that's, you know, I had been taught so many times about these human God people. And I thought I was sure he was one of them. And then he said to me, 
uh, oh, by the way, um, he was like, oh, by the way, here's what I have to confess to you. I tried to fuck your girlfriend. Now, when that happened, there was this, this huge kerthunk in my brain. Like it was like this, the, the, the huge statue heads on Eastern, on Easter Island, those massive stone heads. It was like one of those collapsed in my brain. I I literally felt like this, like earthquake rumble. And it was like, it was like, that was the end. You know, it was like, that was the end. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So you were the last possible human God that I had in my life. And you tried to fuck my girlfriend. So whatever this whole idea, this whole mythology that there are humans that transcend humanity, I realized in that moment it was just bullshit. And that was great. I mean, it was great. But that anger and rage, that kind of fuck you, I didn't say to his face. I just drove him to his destination and never went back. And I saw an opportunity to leave the group, and I took it. And basically, he, he mailed a letter to the group, and he said, you know, you people cannot question my authority. And if you do question my authority, then you have to leave. And I was like, cool, I'm out. So that was great because this was a, he was a real mind fuck kind of guy. And so I was just gone and never spoken to him since. I would love to talk to him now. I would just destroy the dude, <laughs> not physically, but, oh my God, I just would love to just, you know, it's just funny because I'm like, I am so on my game. I can, you know, like psychologically, I have such strong boundary and capability at this point. It's like, I'm, I can take on anybody. I'm happy to take on the Pope or any other, you know, delusional folio trying to push their belief systems down my throat because I, I, I get it now. And that's part of where I coach from. I understand the underlying beliefs that people have built their lives on, but one of the underlying beliefs is that anger is bad. And I get that from a religious standpoint, right? If you were to, for example, if you're a priest and you're molesting kids, you know, kids being angry with you and and expressing that anger and fighting you, this is bad. This is bad. So you, you implant seeds of morality that anger is bad. The expression of anger is bad. You must always forgive, forgive, forgive. And that was my belief for the longest time, but the trouble that that got me into, the, the, the intolerable situations that I put up with, including getting ripped off by a bunch of fuckhead builders uh, who stole my money and destroyed my house, uh, I could go on and on and on. It's crazy. And, and in fact, at some point, I probably will go on and on and on. <laughs> but not now. Now I'm just trying to say that after that, dude, that spiritual teacher, you know, confessed. I'm like, I I was like, okay, humans fuck. This is what I know. Humans fuck. So this is something I can, I can build my life off of. Humans have sex. This is what we do. Great. And that, that one principle is a, is a guiding principle. Like I understand it. It helps me make sense of everything. I mean, so many things in life. So what this 
what this basically did is it caused me to go inside and I realized that I never, ever, ever wanted to get any information from a book ever again, especially not quote unquote spiritual information. That if in fact the idea that everything is inside of me is true, then I could go in through meditation, which I had been developing for almost 15 years at that point. Through meditation, I could explore my own consciousness. I could explore anything and learn about it. And in fact, that is what I did and have done since that time. The only difference is now I have a much more flexible frame in terms of I do take in new information. I take in research. I love updating my understanding of the, you know, my models of the universe. But, uh, but the fundamental ideas are pretty, they're pretty clear and they're very teachable for me. But one of them is that rage and anger are very, very important emotions. Rage and anger have allowed me to do incredible things and they've helped me build uh, something that I call psychological boundary. Psychological boundary. It is rage that makes me stop tolerating intolerable behavior. And when I find myself moving into some sort of state of rage, it generally is because somebody is trying to shove their bullshit down my throat. And there was a group that I used to teach with, and the, the pivotal moment for me, the pivotal moment in my teaching, I would have probably still be teaching with them to this day, but the pivotal moment came after I taught for a week and had really just given my all and somebody had the uh, genius to come up to me and just say, you know, give me some quote unquote feedback and, and say something as ridiculous and stupid as, well, you know, we believe blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to bore you with what it was they believed. It was just, it was like, it reminded me of, of when I was stuck in fucking Indiana with my born again, Christian psychotic stepmother. And, uh, and she was basically telling me I needed to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and, um, and had put me in some really awful situations as a result. But, uh, you know, it reminded me uh, when I, ha- I had an intervention, which probably in another episode I will talk more about, but basically these born-again Christian peeps were so afraid of me in, in Indiana, the New York street kid, that they had an intervention on my behalf, sanctioned by my father and my stepmother, the born-again Christian phase of his life. Uh, the, uh, what was it called again? Oh, there is a word for it. A complete Jew was the word. Yes, that's what they used. A completed Jew. Once you were Jewish and became a born-again Christian, you had completed, you know, the path, the circle was now complete. I am your father, Luke. And so uh, in that phase of my life, I remember them saying, you know, we believe. And I was like this fucking quasi-aspirational new age group telling me as the teacher what I'm supposed to believe, like teach the company line. I was like, man, if I was going to do that, I would have just stayed in Indiana and you know, taught biblical studies. 
because that's not the world I live in. And that rage that took me inside and sent me on my own path, that rage, man, that rage is such power and it has really served me so well. And I'm, and by the way, I'm sure has fucked up a lot of stuff for me because what happens is now as a quote unquote spiritual teacher that I am, it's certainly part of what I do and am capable of doing because I have gone down all of these paths and gone down deeply down the rabbit holes, um, I actually am capable and super familiar with the language and the teachers and the philosophies. In fact, in many cases, I understand them to a greater degree because I understand the elemental components that they're built off of. Um, it's given me the, you know, the capability to, to be super clear in what I want and what I don't want in my thinking and because a lot of research has been showing us that the content of our beliefs, our beliefs, our ideas, and our ideals really get at the core of our identity. So if you have a very conservative Christian background, for example, there's, an, there's a way in which you move through the world, and it's a very stressed out way. Because, you know, you have all the answers and nobody else gets it and you're the only one who does. And, you know, you have to go through life, you know, judging people but saying you're not judging them. And all of this kind of crazy nonsense, which is part of the world we live in right now where people who are essentially trying to live by religious law um, and, you know, also trying to follow things that are not possible to follow, um, you know, like you can't like, don't judge, but live by religious law. And if people don't follow that law, don't judge them, but judge them, <laughs> but save them. <laughs> so, so basically whether it's this, you know, this group that I was teaching with or any other group that has the way, or, you know, tells me how I'm supposed to believe like that brings up a rage in me it's the rage of indignation. It's like, you do not have the right, nor the capability, nor the foundation to tell me how I am supposed to live my life. Now, that being said, we live in a, in a world where there are lots of rules and laws, and you know the, the society we live in is built on biblical law. It's deeply invested in concepts of race and racism, which are real things on a social level, but not real things on a biological level. Uh, you know, we, we all come from Africa. We're all African. This is proven. You can follow the genetic code. I love it when people are like, oh, I want to see what my lineage is. Your lineage is you come from fucking Africa. And all of the superficial difference that you see is just evolutionary skin color changes based on climate and needs and you know, whatever terrain issues and, you know, just like Darwin's finches, but we still are part of the same race, <laughs> Homo erectus, right? I mean, we're, we're humans and uh, skin color is irrelevant. You know, how your culture programs you, that's very relevant. I think culturally, whereas different, I mean, in, in some cases culturally because the, because the rules and laws and boundaries and what's right and what's wrong and the moral foundations, at least on the surface, appear so different. But 
fundamentally, we are the same identical creature, and without skin, we look identical. So skin is just about reflectance, and yet we live in a, in a culture that is deeply, you know, and rightfully so, by the way, because people do believe in race, which makes race a thing. We believe in sexism, which makes sexism a thing. We believe in the differences between, quote-unquote, masculine and feminine, which makes them real things. And, of course, it makes them for very marketable shit. But, um, but on a fundamental level, we're people and one could argue we could look through a bunch of different frames at how humans are and see and get a completely different response based on what we are seeing and what we believe about the way people are. So there's lots of people really fucked up about humanity and where we're going. But but the, the bottom line is, is that, you know, the mind, your mind, houses all kinds of unseen moralities and beliefs and expectations and assumptions and frameworks that you have no idea are in existence that, that affect how you see and feel about life and the world. And one of the disservices that spirituality has done is it's taken away the capacity to express anger and rage except in like you know when you're talking about god's law so you know you can cut off somebody's head in the name of god uh in your rage i'm showing you know the way but uh but it doesn't you know it's like that in in the name of religion and your god yeah you can do you know pretty despicable things but but you know hey it's in the name of your beliefs so that's okay but um, but it's like all of these things, you know, our parents and our religious beliefs and our schools and family and friends and groups and culture and locations, all of these influence what we call our mind and therefore influence how we see and feel and look at the world. And one of the disservices of spirituality is that they, you know, it really, especially modern spirituality, there's so much emphasis on, you know, like, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm amazing. I'm so amazing that, like, I don't even know if I can, like, make any more space for all the amazing that I have. Like, I really have to relax into, like, my total amazing because, like, that's how amazing I am. I am so amazing that, like, it's just I have gratitude for how amazing I am. And it really brings up issues of, like, my capacity to receive how amazing I am. Like, that's how amazing I am. You know, so it makes for these kinds of insane conversations. And then I, I watch people, those same people, twitching and behaving in really bizarre ways because they're, you know, they're just people, man. They're just people. But they have these crazy beliefs that, of course, culture has given us. And, and modern spirituality and landmark and gratitude training and all these things, you know, have laid down the latest religion, which is all based on Est, which is based on some shit that was stolen from German philosophers <laughs> and, you know, from Buddha and all these other people. Uh, so, anyway, they all have their roots, but this modern world we live in it's like it's like a you know a nazi regime against 
speaking bad things and thinking bad thoughts. And it's just absolute total hooey. Has nothing to do with reality. Has nothing to do with how the brain is actually organized and functioning. And of course, we're getting a, a greater, much greater sense of that as we get to peer deeper and deeper into actual brain function and how brain function relates to what we call consciousness and awareness. So this circles us back to rage. Rage, anger, and why I reserve the right to be enraged is because I have had some crazy shit happen to me in my life. I will share more about that probably in another podcast, like a whole other podcast, something that I'm working on right now. I will share that life story. To the people that look at me and say, oh, well, you can't be awake or you can't be, you know, whatever, whatever their thing is, you, you, that's not spiritual, like your rage is not spiritual, I, I say this in the most polite way, shut the fuck up because I don't care about your opinions about what spirituality is. You know not what you are talking about and it is not my responsibility to teach you, okay? I don't care. You don't get it, not my problem, right? The world will be just fine. Just leave me the fuck alone, okay? You don't want to hear cursing, don't listen to the podcast. You don't want to hear your spiritual teacher talk about fucking and cocks and pussies. Don't listen. Go to somebody else who's like pretending to be more than human. I am a person. I have always been a person my spirituality, my religion is humanity, is reality. That is what brings me utter peace, happiness, freedom. And in dealing with reality, I can actually build a life. Whereas dealing with ideas and ideology and ideals and all this stuff, there's, you cannot build a spiritual life based on that. All you can do is build a stressed out life. And that is where most of humanity is. Stressed out, freaked out, terrified of things that are just all delusions, clouds in their brain, symbols and images that just flash across the inner screen of the unconscious mind communicating in the darkness and yet having this powerful emotional impact, which is all based on our deep, unconscious, you know, like beliefs outside of our awareness, assumptions outside of our awareness, expectations outside of our awareness. And those things are depicting reality, and we believe that reality. But for those of you who are still with me, I am here to tell you that rage is a necessary emotion on your spiritual path because rage is the energy that tells people to back the fuck off. Rage is the energy that gets me to make podcasts, to stand up and say, you know what? I am tired of this fucking bullshit, you know, and don't tell me how to think and how I should be and I should forgive. Fuck you. Fuck off. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Mind your own fucking business. That, my friends, is called boundary. Fuck off. 
okay? Now, I don't care what you believe. You can believe in the green giant's butthole. I don't care. But if you try to put that shit on me, and you, like, you just, you know, like, most people just back off. They're just like, oh, whatever, you know. And friends know better. It's like, you know, a lot of my family hasn't yet figured that out. (laughs) And it's crazy. It's like, no, do not tell me that things that happened in my life, you know, almost getting killed by a fucking crackhead, do not tell me that didn't happen. You know, like that shit, it's so infuriating. The danger that my life was put in as a result of my father's neglect and just self-absorbed narcissism, and my mother's as well. I mean, it's just, like, it is what it is. And that rage is what gives me the power and the, the man, the energy to, to carry on and teach in the face of a batshit crazy world where, you know, people are talking about arguing, killing over what kind of underwear Santa Claus is wearing. And that rage keeps me going. And that rage is a lot of when you hear me blog and podcast and some of the upcoming episodes are because, you know, I have to deal with basically children, psychologically children, because religion has really rendered men and women into psychological fucking five-year-olds you know, don't, don't, don't ask questions. You know, you'll be punished. The other shoe will drop. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, it's just, it's so unbelievable. But that's what religion does. It just kind of renders you. Just have faith. Don't ask questions is, is like taking the teeth out. So you don't ask questions when the priest is raping and molesting you or when somebody is doing just despicable things, but they're a pastor or whatever. I mean, I, I, I have so many stories of religious abuse in my life and, uh, and neglect in the name of spirituality and abuse in the name of spirituality. I mean, that was, that was Est. That was my entire time at Est. Uh, just having sat in the gratitude training recently. I mean, that's the whole, you know, oh, we're teaching you about gratitude while we abuse you, but we're abusing you for your own good. Welcome to the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, you know, we, we, this is for your own good. I'm killing your son to prove a point. It, it's just insane. But my rage is the energy that I need to keep going. It is the energy that I need to write books and to stand up for people who are not capable of standing up for themselves. You know, there's a lot of spiritual bullies out there in the world I know many of them personally, and it's like, you know, you fuck with me, you have fucked with the wrong person. And I do stand up for my friends, and I do pull them out. It's like, if you're in my circle, I have your back, because I am capable where so many people are not, because I've been through the fire. And so my rage is energy potential, and so fuck you. Now, obviously, when I'm saying this to my listeners, understand I'm, I'm making a point. I'm speaking metaphorically. I'm not saying fuck you to you. You know, I appreciate you. I'm just sharing with you a reference point that you can understand, you know, so you understand that I can be a deeply spiritual person, but I can be enraged by the abuse that I see that quote unquote spiritual teachers take over helpless people. And, 
use them sexually and emotionally and physically and just, you know, act like they know everything and they're connected to the universe. And I can fucking tear them apart in five minutes. And I am happy to take on any of them anytime. Yeah, really. You know, and let's do it live because I want to do that on the air so I can listen to them tuck tail and just be like, blah, 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 and talk in circles and try to mind fuck me. No, uh uh-uh. Those days are over. And anybody in my family, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. I'm an equal opportunity like, fuck you, fuck off. I don't care, okay? Nobody in my family is paying my bills. Nobody ever has. You do not have the right to tell me what the fuck to do in my life. But but also because you don't know. Like, you don't know what I've been through. And that's the craziest thing. Like, people have no idea what I've been through. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't be angry. Fuck you, I shouldn't be angry. I was fucked in my ass from four and a half to almost six years old. Fuck you. You do not get to tell me whether I am, whether I have the right to be angry. You do not have that right. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but if you expect me not to be angry about that while my parents had their heads up their asses and were like, oh, well, I should have never let you go to your or, you know, like, oh, I thought you were I thought you guys were just jealous of my love. Like this kind of fucking nonsense enrages me. But rage gives me power, power to stand up. Power to speak my mind, power to make this podcast, and power to speak to you because if you're a human being, you've had some shitty stuff happen to you and you probably have had people trying to brainwash you and saying, oh, oh, like you shouldn't think that way and you should just think positive thoughts. No, you should deal with reality because reality is where you will find strength, you will find understanding, you will find meaning. Things make sense in reality. Where they don't make sense is in bizarre religious law that people made, you know, insane people, clearly insane or on drugs or whatever they were on, people made up. Now, I get it in terms of building culture, absolutely, right? I get it. This podcast is probably, you know, I think as of the time I'm recording this, I think on average like three to 500 people listen to a podcast, right? So the world is going towards 8 billion. It's it's not even like the people listening to this are not even a, you know, like, <laughs> it's so not a thing. And so to, to <laughs> you know, to the, to the 10 or 15 or, you know, 500 people that I am speaking to, uh, you know, I've got your back. And I'm here to tell you that I reserve the right to rage. I reserve the right to tell people to fuck the fuck off and back up. I reserve that right. And you know what? You can too. Because shitty things happen every day. And if you have your head up your ass because, you know, some molester, somebody who is benefiting by you being afraid of your rage and your anger is telling you, oh, don't think that way. Oh, you know, it's so negative. No, it's not negative. It's fucking power. And it's getting your ass to back the fuck off and away. Okay, I'm going to live my life the way I live my life. I don't give a fuck what you think. You don't think it's spiritual? Not my problem. Go waste 10, 5, 10, 15 years of your life with some 
dumbass brainwashing program and get back to me. I'm not going anywhere. I am right here. I mean, you know, whatever, to the extent that, <laughs> you know, I don't drop dead today. I mean, I don't know. You know, life is like life is unpredictable. When I say I'm not going anywhere, I don't mean it in like some delusional superhuman way. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people die in my lifetime. I've had very close friends die. I've seen waves of people. I was in New York City when the AIDS wave blew through like a fucking tidal wave. So do not, you know, don't tell me I know. <laughs> like, think good thoughts. Fuck you. I am tired. I've had enough. I reserve the right to tell you to fuck off. And so I am. And you try to mind fuck me, that's one boundary that I have. That is my boundary. You can do whatever you want. You start telling me what I need to believe, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to be, oh, hell no. Okay? So that's all I want to tell you. This is why I reserve the right. I do reserve the right to have my rage and my anger. It is my boundary. It is my power. And it is also something that is exceedingly natural. And I believe, when I say I believe, I don't mean it in a, <laughs> here's what I believe. What I mean is rage and anger are part of the emotions that help keep us safe physically, but more importantly, safe psychologically. So rather than this whole like, oh, just forgive and love, sometimes you just got to say back the fuck up. And so those are my words for you today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I've got two, at least two more anger-filled back-the-fuck-off podcasts coming down the road, and then I'll probably switch to another track. But this had to be said. And so for the people enraged and the people who are angry, the, peoples who, the people whose angry voices are not heard, I'm feeling you. And I am aware, mildly aware, of just the level of injustice that goes on on this planet, the, the level of sexism and racism while people are pretending to not be any of that. You know, I've heard some fool being like, you know, talking about race is the reason we have a problem with race. I'm just like, shut up. Race, all of these things, man, I feel you. The rage, you know, the rage is part of what helps cut through the noise of nonsense. And so I'm with you. I feel your pain. I feel your rage. I'm sure I have my head up my ass on many issues. But make no mistake, being abused, neglected, left behind, discarded, misunderstood, I fucking understand that and that is the podcast
The Optimized Mind is a co-production of LK Publishing and Soul Light Inc. and is solely responsible for its content. To learn more about our life coaching, our products and services to expand your mind, optimize you physically, emotionally, and mentally, sexually, and spiritually, please head over to lawrencelanoff.com. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and any place you download podcasts, and also on lawrencelanoff.com. And listen, it's a big deal to us. If you like this show, please let your friends know. It really makes a difference. Just one comment, and I would love it if that comment came from you. One comment can really make a difference and keep us on the map. Because my intention in sharing these stories with you, these podcasts, is to find community and find like-minded people who can speak the language of an optimized belief system, who who are people who are willing to see clearly in life. We need to have conversations with open-minded people. This is important for deep, true, deep connection in life. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode right now. Send it to somebody you love, and I will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you again for joining me on the Optimized Mind podcast.